The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. Last week, I had the opportunity to be interviewed for the Get Seriously Fertile by Melanie Legend. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. Head over to her podcast and uh, listen to that episode amongst all the other um, available content that she has on her podcast because it's amazing. Uh, this episode, I have the opportunity to interview Melanie, so it's kind of like we're doing a crossover collaboration. So thank you, Melanie, for joining. Thank you, Danielle. I'm so excited to be here. And I wanted to first give you, before we get into all the interview questions, I wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, um, and if you want to you know, share any personal or professional highlights, that sort of thing, um, just so we can get to know you a little bit better before we delve into all these questions. Absolutely. So my name is Melanie and Danielle just gave me a beautiful intro. So you have an idea of what I do. Um, I run the Get Seriously Fertile podcast. So we have a lot of uh, interviews on there as well. I'm a fertility coach. Um, specifically, I work with women getting fertile and then we're also working through uh, miscarriages. I really focus on a holistic perspective. And this is something that's really become a, a part of my journey in my life and any of the healing that I had to do. Um, I actually started my journey journey with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So that was kind of my first experience at age 16 with the medical system. And at that point in time, I started with birth control. I started with my OBGYN and that's where my journey really started. And it started to push me in a direction of exploring other options because at 16, um, I was taking birth control. It was something that I didn't necessarily felt was right for my body. And then that led to where I am here today. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I'm actually in naturopathic medicine. So long story short, I was actually in allopathic medicine. So I did two and a half years of medical school. And wow. then, I, yeah, I had a huge a spiritual awakening, change of heart. And that led me to naturopathic medicine. So now I'm here studying naturopathic medicine. I'm two years away from my doctorate. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's where I am. <laughs> That's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. <laughs> I had no idea you're pursuing um, your doctorate. The young lady that I interviewed in the previous podcast, she's also pursuing um, her doctorate, but in mental health. Um, so that's amazing. Very, very good. Um, so, okay, let's get into these questions. Um, so my first question is, tell us about, and you kind of went into this a little bit, but tell us about what brought you to speak about infertility and um, basically bring, bringing awareness to infertility. Mm -hmm. So this is actually a really funny story. I know you're going to love it because it's spiritual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it really was, it was divine inter intervention at its best. And I was actually thinking about this this morning. Um, I actually come from a background of 
science. I come from a background of personal training. You know, in the earlier days, I was doing physical training with people in a gym. I was doing nutrition. And it was so funny because at the time, a lot of my clients were women. A lot of them had hormonal issues. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I could really connect to them because I was like, hey, I have PCOS. And this is what I did in the gym. This is how I lifted weights. This is what I had to eat to control it. These were the supplements. So that was kind of the, the fertile ground of starting out with that journey and sharing it with people. And then it was funny because I had this divine pull towards mental health. So in between that, I was pulled into more of the mental health sector and I was working with actually children. So I worked in a group home at one point um, and I worked on, you know, healing their emotional side, integrating their spiritual side um, and that kind of stuff. And I focused on mental health, anxiety, depression, PTSD for probably two years. Mm -hmm. And then I got a divine pull again back into women's health. And it was actually because I was working at a, um, a supplement store and you know how the divine works. It literally sent me, everyone had a problem with hormones, pregnancy, miscarriages, like everyone who walked in the door and talked to me wanted to talk about that kind of stuff. And it, it was really incredible. And I was like, okay, so clearly this is a sign that there's something here that I'm supposed to be uh, giving and I'm supposed to be looking at. And then, you know, now that I've zoomed back, I, I looked at it this morning and I was like, wow, that's really incredible that, um, you know, I did the mental, uh, the physical stuff. I started with the physical stuff and then I went into the mental health, emotional stuff. Then I got there spiritually. And now here I am with a platform to help women in fertility with all of these tools. Yes. Which is really cool. Yeah, and oftentimes we don't realize how things are coming together until they're together, right? So, well, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say it's so funny. Like, I honestly, I didn't have that epiphany till this morning. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because you're, you're probably like, where did this whole working, you know, foster home and all that, that all ties into who you are. And the common thread in everything that you said is that you're an individual that loves to help people. You know, yeah. whether it's mind, body, or soul. And so I think that is amazing that each area that you've walked through, you've found a way to help individuals. Absolutely. And yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just incredible. I mean, it goes back to you really can't see the full picture when it's in front of you. But once it's over, you just, it's the same with fertility. Like you just see why everything had to happen the way it did. Right. Definitely. So you've talked a little bit about PCOS and, and, and being on birth control at the age of 16. So what was your journey like? Like what changes did you have to make over the years um, in dealing with PCOS? Yeah. So actually that was a, that was a really long journey um, for me. And when it first happened, I, I went on birth control. I tried that out and I really just didn't, me and birth control were not friends. Like I was gaining weight like crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was at that age where body image was a huge thing. I yes. was heading into university. Um, and you know, I was w gaining weight like crazy. I was on the birth control pill. It was really messing with my moods. I was really up and down. So I, I kind of wanted to go off the pill, you know, restore my body was my idea and then, you know, find something natural that would regulate my cycle. And then that kind of led me into reading. So I, I literally picked, it, picked up any book that had anything to do with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I put together a supplement kind of formula of what was going to work based on these books. And I just kind of tried with myself. Like it was trial and error of what was going to work and what wasn't going to work. Um, 
And then that's when I started to learn about herbal medicine and supplements and how that could work because I actually did restore my period uh, wow. with, with natural supplements, which was huge. So that was kind of that part of it. And then um, I tried homeopathy as well, which was something that I hadn't heard of before. And that worked for me. That, that restored my period. So, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're not familiar with homeopathy, it's more of an emotional-based remedy or, or a natural approach to things. So then that got me thinking that there was something beyond the physical of what I was looking at and what I was dealing with. Um, so I, I did that for a bit. And then I also tried to control my very physical symptoms with exercise. And then that's where I got into the bodybuilding and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. So that was just a really long journey with, you know, everything. It really was. It was emotions. It was, you know, uh, the emotional trauma of confidence, of shame, of guilt, of, of, of hating my body because it would gain weight so fast. Like mm -hmm. it was just, it really was a tough journey. Yeah, and I think um, I had an episode in season one dealing with PCOS, and one of the things that, you know, oftentimes women don't realize is the weight gain stems from PCOS or those hormonal issues that we're dealing with um, in the physical, and as you stated, you know, women, we love, you know, our appearance, and mm -hmm. it's really hard battling um, you know, losing weight with all of these challenges with our hormones. So um, mm -hmm. I'm really happy that you did your own research and you found, you know, what worked for you because you look amazing. <laughs> and I, huh? <laughs> many years, honestly, many years. And a lot of people, I don't talk about this either. Like I did actually have eating disorders because I went down that road of bodybuilding and trying to control my symptoms and it's like you just said once you figure out the hormone formula everything else falls into place right definitely it just into that place so yes love it yeah. so um i know that you have a free webinar and it's entitled how to turn your body into a fertility powerhouse can you tell us more about that Absolutely. That actually is a very powerful webinar. So if you haven't seen it, I do recommend seeing it. Um, it's, I kind of brain dumped in 30 minutes, but it's pretty much, I go over a lot of the origins of things. So if you're dealing with polycystic ovarian syndrome or endometriosis or fibroids, I talk about the implications of heavy metal toxicity of bacterial, fungal, parasitic, uh, viral load and how that really influences the body in terms of inflammation. Mm -hmm. So I kind of start off with that very physical picture and then what you can do to then tackle that physical picture. And then I go into more of the emotional origin. So what we see with miscarriages, there's that safety issue with PCOS. There's the emotional issue usually with the father or the family, um, you know, or that ability to create in the world. There's hesitancy there. And then I move into the, the very spiritual side of things with, you know, divine timing and integrating uh, affirmations and all of that kind of stuff. Amazing. Um, and, and you do have some other products. Um, you have courses um, that, you know, are, I know I'm taking one right now. It's just a wealth of information. It allows you to kind of do that. And this is something that I've, I've talked about. And I realize now, like this year, I've really talked about the inner healing that needs to take place, the inner work that needs to take place. And so um, the courses that you have really challenge um, an individual to do the inner work that needs to take place in order to move forward, you know, and move forward in a healthy state, you know? 
Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, one of the things I say too is like, I mean, unfortunate as unfortunate as it is, you are on this journey, right? And we have, I talk about emotional neutrality, like we have the, the option to choose whether it's going to be a beautiful journey or a very scary, frightening journey. Mm-hmm. And accepting that really is the most powerful thing you can do for yourself because then you have the power to change it. Yes, definitely. Thank you for that. So we've talked a little bit about weight gain already, um, and especially um, dealing with PCOS. um, And one of the things that I know I personally experienced um, last year um, was, you know, the weight gain because of fertility medications. I'm now off of fertility medications, but I'm dealing with the side effects of the weight gain and trying to, you know, lose the weight. So what recommendations do you have for those um, trying to lose weight or just be healthier on this fertility journey? Absolutely. So that is a huge Huge question. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things, if you do have PCOS, I do have a freebie. Um, it's like a 33 book together, 33 page book I put together that's on uh, weight loss. So it comes with like the micros, how to like count food, um, how to supplement, and that kind of stuff. And it also comes with a workout routine. So if you wanted something like that, that's on my website. Um, but in terms of weight loss. The number one thing to think about with it is it's an your your organs are, are contributing to it, right? So if you're dealing with if you're coming off medications in that instance, the first thing I'm gonna look at for weight is what is the liver health like and what mm. is the adrenal health like? Um and that can be something just as simple as like a, a detoxing with foods or detoxing with very, very gentle supplements to just support that detoxification process of the liver so that there's not so much stress in the body. Okay. My next step would be to, I know a lot of women, especially PCOS um, people, tend to overexercise because, you know, I mean, I was so guilty of it. You just want to get the weight off. And unfortunately, when your metabolism is so low, you overexercise to overcompensate and it works for a while, but it puts a lot of stress on the body. So when it comes to exercise, believe it or not, going more gentle, like doing, starting off with a walk, like I, I usually tell women, like in the first two weeks, if you're an overexerciser, just stop exercising because the body really needs to restore. It needs to stop producing cortisol. It needs to get back to a place that's very gentle and balanced. Mm-hmm. And then you can move into something that's still low impact. Like if you're doing HIIT, if you're doing CrossFit, that is like the PCOS, chronic illness, infertility, worst nightmare. Because it's so stressful, but it but it works in terms of weight loss, right? Yes. So that's what I would say for exercise, and then in terms of meals, and I think this is pretty safe to say for everybody in our community, spacing meals is really really effective, not only for blood glucose levels. So if you have PCOS, it's going to space your insulin spikes, but it's also going to give little bouts of energy of glucose to the reproductive system and to the other systems. And it's going to space it out so that you're not overloading all at once. So if you can do really powerful little meals, then that's going to help stabilize your weight as well as your metabolism and as well as the health of all of your organs. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, One of the things I've seen um, more recently, and and I know women personally, who have said that, um, you know, lowering their uh, carbohydrates, um, the intake of carbohydrates has been one of the things that's helped them, um, you know, try to balance their hormones and, and lose weight and what have you. But I do appreciate everything that you've provided us also with the working out, 
um, and really looking at our total body health, you know, not just, okay, I want to get this weight off, but what is my liver, you know, looking like, what are my adrenal glands, what's happening? And, and, and a lot of that, um, I'll pose this question is, you know, do you think it's, it's important to probably start with maybe like a blood test to see where you are in order to, to determine how you go forward? I would say um, blood testing, unfortunately, like, like, I mean, I'm coming at it with, with a lot of new science, right? So to test the grade of the liver through blood tests, like it's just, we don't honestly have the technology and the tools to really do that. Like our tests will tell you if you're in edge end stage liver issues, like if you have cirrhosis. Okay. Um, but it won't tell you the average person and their health of the liver. And that's where it gets tricky because our tests will show us that everybody's good and good to go when really there's a, a low grade problem going on. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for that. No problem. Um, very good to know. All right. So next question. So um, you recently made a post, I want to say it was this past week, um, about low re reproductive system battery. Mm -hmm. And I really... Um, love the concept that of what you put on that post and, and, and the content in the caption. So can you go over what does that mean? What is low reproductive system battery and what do we need to do in order to recharge? Absolutely. I love that question. Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, that's actually coming from Anthony Williams. So those of you who know who the MM, MM is, medical medium, he does uh, nutrition. Oh, yes. That's where it's coming from. And it's very new science. And it was, again, something I wasn't sure if I was going to share with the world, but it's really, really important. So low reproductive system um, battery essentially is if you think of the uterus think of it as its own vital force so the whole body itself is a vital force but you're having the ability in your uterus to bring life to bring creation so the theory is that it is its own battery its own entity in itself and the importance of this is that a battery needs charge, right? Like you need to put the right foods and the fuel into that battery to have the energy to reproduce a baby, to go through labor and have a healthy baby. So this is where I see a lot of, um, I mean, concern in our community with dieting because mm -hmm. if you're restricting or if you're not eating fruits and vegetables and glucose, like I know sugar and carbs are sometimes a no-no, well, that's the fuel of your, your uterus. Like your uterus literally loves glucose and it thrives off of those natural sugars. So if we're moving to a place where we're limiting our body of that stuff, then our energy in our uterus is just depleting, depleting, depleting. Mm -hmm. So this is where that restoring that's really important. So number one, if you're dealing with chronic illness, you want to make sure that you're doing whatever you can to reduce inflammation. So that would be, you know, uh, inflammatory foods, removing those, not over-exercising, working on your emotions. But then on the flip side, like I said, also recharging the battery emotionally. So, you know, we all know that fertility, the space, is stressful. It's very stressful. It can come at you from your finances. It can come at you from your relationships. It can be the emotional turmoil of the process. And if you keep depleting that battery, then you just don't have the energy for, for a baby. Mm. That makes very a lot of sense and practicality. The body's smart, right? Like it's not gonna put you through that process if it can't carry out that energy intensive uh, ability. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I love it. Love it. Love it. And you know, you touch on all the points. You know, within this 
um, podcast episode, you know, it's um, the opportunity for us to cleanse and to detox, you know, dealing with our, our mindset and looking at the fuel. So what is our diet and, and our exercise, our lifestyle? What does that all look like? And that is what kind of recharges the battery. Exactly. Love it. Okay. So final question. Um, so what would be one thing, um, and I know this is going <laughs> to be tough, but what is one thing you would rec recommend to my listeners struggling with infertility, um, PCOS or what have you? Um, what is one thing that you would recommend they do right now? Like what would be probably like the first step to take? It's funny because normally I would have said emotions, but my intuition is telling me to say this, um, liver. I okay. think liver support. And, and I just want to say liver support. Don't go buy one of those big kits. Um, one of the, you know, store-bought liver detoxes. Yes. So powerful, and our bodies just honestly can't handle the detoxification. That sometimes all of the toxins just end up somewhere else in the body instead of actually coming out. Um, so I find those super super stressful. But what you can do is choose foods like something simple, like fruits and vegetables. Do a simple food cleanse. Um, there's a lot of great tinctures on the market. Like Saint Francis has one called Hepato Doctor, which is very light, very sensitive. It's got milk thistle in it. And just really work on the liver because, to be honest, that's like the primary issue when it comes to uh, post-birth control infertility, just uh, unexplained infertility. And then if you have a chronic condition, 110% the liver. So awesome. I would focus on that organ. Yeah. And um, like you said, you know, the, those store-bought things are not probably not the best idea. And even if you just kind of research um, fruits and vegetables, um, that help in um detoxing or cleansing the liver um you know one of the things that i i've been trying to do my best to incorporate is carrots and carrot juice and um just just juicing carrots and other fruits to kind of just help myself get into the habit of having um fruits and vegetables as part of my lifestyle um even if you can start as small as that i think that would definitely be a good first step 110%. And I love juicing because it's honestly, it's easy. And it actually, carrot apple is one of the best ones to juice. And it's, it's, you're like putting so much nutrients into the body. It's incredible. Yes, definitely. So thank you for that. So again, I want to thank you so much for being part of this episode. How can we connect with you? I am on Instagram. So if you guys are on Instagram, I would love to chat with you there. It's at Melanie.Legend. I'm always in my inbox. You can always, I'm easily accessible. So you can always DM me. Um, my email's on there. If you want to look at my courses, if you want to check that stuff out, it's MelanieLegend.com. That has the podcast on it, the blog, um, what else, freebies, and all of my courses. So that's all available to you too. Awesome. Yeah. And like I said earlier, um, on Melanie's page, there's so much great content. She is a wealth of knowledge. Um, so I really want to um, stand by her and say that um, there's a lot of content out there. And she has packaged her information in a, in a way that it is, you're able to consume it, you know, and take it little by little and apply things. So I know for myself, I'm, I'm really happy that we connected and um, have the ability to kind of push forward and push this movement forward um, in regards to infertility. 
You're awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.